Hey everyone, welcome to the You Can Have Both podcast. This is my little intro lewd, just so you guys can get hooked, I guess. But I've been in the personal development world for probably seven years now, and I'm going to tell you the one thing that you need to do in order to really improve every aspect of your life. Now, in personal development, I have seen different variations go kind of trending as to how to get your energy back, but it all comes down to getting your energy back, and it all comes down to being busy, baby. Do your thing, fill your cup up, and in this podcast, we're going to go into the different variations of what that would look like for you. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the You Can Have Both podcast. This is a podcast where we're not pigeonholing ourselves. We can literally have multiple interests, jobs, all of the things, um, multiple streams of revenue, and we don't need to feel like we're put in a box. And this was important for me to create a podcast around this because one, you also know I talk human design, so I'm I'm a manifesting generator. And we thrive on having multiple interests, I suppose. And for so long, I've been feeling like I needed to put myself in a box. I couldn't do more than one thing. I couldn't be known for more than one thing. So TV producer by day, am I allowed to have something at night? Is that weird if other people think that I have something at night? Like just all of those thoughts going through my head. So when I finally let myself have it, I was like, yeah, I can do both. Whatever. Who cares? So everything that I do is to help other people realize they can have both as well. So if you haven't guessed, we jam on human design. I've really started to pick up some somatic practices that I'd like to do, which I think I did a whole podcast on that last week. And today, I wanted to talk about the one thing that you can do to improve your life over and over and over again. Now, I have been in the self-development world for probably about oh god seven years and I've really fallen down some dark rabbit holes in the self-development world um I have some I have a love-hate relationship with it I really need to I dive into it when I want to but then I really like let myself not get too attached and I step back just because it can be harmful to go down that rabbit hole and constantly feel like you need to fix yourself a lot of the times fixing yourself just starts with you being aware of your habits and realizing that you need to change some of them. That's it. And I don't think it needs to be much more complicated than that. But I will say that there's obviously so many different aspects that you can go down, which I do feel are helpful. And all of them kind of come back to this one thing, this one thing that you can do all of the time to get yourself out of any rut. Okay. And that is just have your own hobbies and be busy. It's as simple as that. Now, when I started going down the self-development hole, um, rabbit hole, I should say, (laughs) just a weird hole, Um, I started looking at my attachment situation and that has really helped me. I am anxious 100% of the time and a lot of my work was to get back to being secure and when you feel like you're with someone who's avoidant or you feel like you're with someone who's any other type of situation, I feel like I've really only paired with avoidant people. Um, And that's not just like 
you know, in relationships, that's with most people in my world. I feel, um, you know, whatever. It's, it's a whole therapy session. I'm working on it. But I'm anxious. And so when I'm dealing with someone who especially is avoidant, um, I am realizing that the best way to become secure and have that dialogue with myself. Now, if you're an anxious attachment, you know that you constantly feel like you have to fix people's problems. You're constantly walking on eggshells. If someone else, like even if you sense that someone else is angry, you just assume it's at you. Um, And that everything that I do is like every time that someone else is not comfortable in a situation, it's me going into kind of like survival mode to make sure that everyone is happy in the situation. Okay, what do you need? What do you need? What can I do? Like trying to be like two steps ahead of everyone in terms of their emotions so that way they don't blow up or blow up more. Or if they do blow up, then I just assume that it's my fault. Um, And a big thing too for anxious attachments is someone who, um, you know, if you're constantly feeling you have to be available to someone and if they bail or something, then it's just like, oh, they obviously don't want to hang out with me. It's just a reject, a rejection, I guess, paradigm that you just think of yourself as. You just feel like people just don't want to be with you. And really, it's just they just want to be by themselves or whatever. They don't, they just want to do their own thing. So a big thing that I've had to do to become secure in me and my relationships, and I'm not even kidding you, it's changed the dynamic of a lot of my relationships in my life is just be busy have my own hobbies, have my own things that I'm doing. I've started reading fiction books. I love doing this podcast now. I, um, I just little things. I go to the gym. I, I do have things that I could fill my time with. I obviously want to hang out with other people, but if something comes up where they want to be by themselves or they want to hang out with other people or they're having some other thing going on, I have ways that I can entertain myself, whether that's calling someone else to hang out or hang out by myself. I, I'm busy. And a lot of the dialogue in my head is just being like, I'm busy. I'm busy too. That's cool. You're doing that. I have X, Y, and Z that I need to do. And I've been wanting to do that. Oh, cool, you're doing that. I've actually just, I really wanted to have a night to myself tonight. So being busy really helped with my anxious attachment style, forming habits that were mine, hobbies that were mine. And just little things that I've started doing that I've realized just really helped me get into that mode of not caring um and it really is peaceful at first it's really tough but then um your brain quiets and and you're you're doing your thing and I think that that's a huge thing so you're not shaming anyone when they don't want to hang out with you when they change their mind you're you're busy you've got your own world going on so that's really helped me um and another thing that I see going on in social media a lot um I think the biggest words I'm on TikTok a lot it's a problem (laughs) Um, but a big, big words that I see going around are masculine and feminine and how to be more in your feminine flow. I will admit I am very much a masculine person. Now I'm not talking about how you look. Um, I'm talking about your energy. If you're constantly a doer, if you're constantly the planner, if you're constantly making sure that you're making, if you're constantly making sure that other people are taken care of and you're not taking that effort and putting it into yourself you're probably in your masculine I obviously am a masculine in terms of my job I 
of course. I pride myself on being ambitious and getting shit done. But when I come home, I, you know, I can, I was at one point a nagger. I wanted to constantly nag people. Um, people, when I say people, I mean obviously one person and that is the person <laughs> that I've been in a relationship with. Um, and I'm constantly nagged. Did you do this? Did you do this? Oh, of course you didn't do this. Like, oh, okay, I guess I have to do this too. Great. I work too, you know, like just all of that stuff. Um, and I needed to really hone in on not bothering someone, you know, I'm not here to be someone's, um, mother, nor do they want that. And I think once we were able to step into that feminine energy, the relationship changed. And how do we step into the feminine energy? I mean, there's many ways, but the biggest one is be busy. You got your own shit going on, right? You don't need to, you don't have time to nag someone to do the dishes. If they said they're going to do the dishes, I trust they're going to do the dishes. Maybe it's not going to be done that quickly, um, as quickly as I would do it, but I walk away. You know what? You, I'm going to leave you to clean up the kitchen. I'm going to go upstairs and do a podcast. I'm going to go upstairs and write a blog. I'm going to go upstairs and have a bath, read a book, and have a night to myself. Those kind of things when you're busy and you're taking care of you are the things that put you in your feminine. And also, maybe I'll do a whole podcast episode on this, but trusting that the person is going to do it. That's a huge one. (laughs) Stop nagging. Just trust that they're going to do it. When they say they're going to do it, they know it needs to be done. Okay, it might take a bit of you literally not doing it. Like when I say that I don't nag, when I say like, hey, it would really be great if you could help with the garbage. If he doesn't do the garbage right away, it's going to get done because I'm not going to do it. So even if it takes hours, um, minutes, sometimes it'll take a day, the garbage will get done because he'll be annoyed at looking at it. And I'm, I'm, I don't care. I just go about doing my thing. And it has been such a game changer. Being busy will help you with stopping the nagging. But being busy also, you're not nag. I'm going to go have a boys night tonight. Okay, cool. Have fun. I'm not sitting there like, why don't you want to hang out with me? Fridays are our night. Communication is big for me. I do appreciate, hey, I'm going to have a boys night tonight. I'm not coming home tonight. You know, those kind of things. I do need to know that. But I've stopped messaging him while he's out having his boys night because it's he's doing his thing, you know? And I'm I've just, I don't need to know what he's up to all of the time and knowing that I needed to stop doing that and just be busy and cool you're having a boys night tonight great I've been meaning to do this and now I'm gonna go do that I'm gonna go clean out the closet I don't know (laughs) but whatever I'm doing I'm not bothering him about it you know so being busy and forming your own habits has been a game changer and this is a huge one too for burnout I feel like I'm covering all of the things um but really like when I when I say I've been done the personal development rabbit hole I have been you got it so um maybe I can make all three of these different things if you want let me know um but burnout is a huge one too now this one is real okay I feel like I get burnt out from my work you guys know about my work if you've been listening for years I'm a tv producer it's a lot it could be a lot. It's a it's a lot of managing a lot of people. It's a lot of different expectations put on your plate. I get burnt out from work probably, I'd say twice a year. And coming out of it is real, okay? You're tired. Your body is literally decompressing from all of the energy of other people, I guess, that you've picked up on. I don't want to use the word toxicity because not all of the companies that I work at are, are toxic, but a good amount are and I think last time it took me like two months to come out of the the 
whirlwind that my body got or my nervous system got put through. But if you want to prevent burnout, again, be busy, but with the things that you love. Okay. Picking things that you love shouldn't be stressful on an all on its own. You shouldn't be burnt out from that. I've realized that I like coloring. I got one of those, like I went to a retreat and I got one of those like mandala books and I've just started coloring. And the way that it calms my mind, I mean, there's some obvious talking a lot that goes through my head, like, oh my God, this needs to be pink, this needs to be blue. But eventually you calm down. And when you realize that's the only thing you're working on, it, it actually makes me quite happy. Um, I've been loving walking. And I love uh, reading fiction books. That was a big thing for me in 2023 to pick that up. So little things like that that you can do to bring your energy back to you and prioritize you. When I'm on the train to go to work, I don't look at work emails. I prioritize that to listen to my podcasts, sometimes to sleep, sometimes to play my word games that I've um, started doing. Side note, the NYT side like word game things are so fun you should do them. It's a good way to make your brain work. And also, let's face it, it's it's a good time. So doing those things help with burnout. The more you're incorporating things that you love doing in your day-to-day and unapologetically doing them, you can't walk for an hour? Cool, walk for 30 minutes. Start walking to work. That's a big thing. I realized that I wasn't working out. I wasn't getting much work work done, work out done in my body, I suppose. That makes sense, but we're rolling with it. Um, And I started getting off the train, getting on the train earlier and walking to work 45 minutes. Now I would only walk one way because we're not (laughs) trying to, you know, run a marathon here, but um, I would pick one way, usually to work because at the end of the day, I'm kind of tired and I kind of just want to get home. So I'm going to take as early as the train as I can. I'm not going to walk to the train station, but I walk to work in the morning and that's great. I already get at least 7,000 steps in before I sit down at my desk. I knocked off the 45 minutes that I needed to for my workout circle on my watch and it makes me feel really good all before 9.30. So find little ways that you can incorporate things like that into your day to prevent burnout. And that falls into the realm of being busy, but Being busy with things that you absolutely love doing. I mean, you should always be busy with things that you love doing when you're putting yourself first. And your energy will change in all aspects. You won't get so burnt out. And if you get burnt out, your nervous system has ways to release that already. So you're not going to take two months like I did to get out of it, if that makes sense. So that's my little riff. Be busy. If you're feeling like you're anxious about someone, if you're feeling like you are doing too much and the other person's not doing enough, if you are feeling like you're really burnt out with work right now, be busy. Find stuff that you love doing and be busy. If you can't think of things, message me on Instagram. Let's brainstorm this stuff. I can help you find something if you'd like. Um, It took a while for me to get to picking out things that I love doing, but I really love the routines that I've kind of set myself into now. And that's, yeah, that's all I got for you today. Um, I, of course, have human design readings on if you'd like to dive deeper into that. I also have a, um, like these energy type booklets. So if you need a refresher on human design, if you are new to human design, you don't want to pay for a reading yet, that's totally cool. These books are $15 Canadian. I think it's like 11 or $12 US. So that's in the link in my bio as well. And, um, 
it's a really great intro. It's like I put a lot of work into them and also it gives you like really great starting points on how to really embrace your energy type for human design. I'm working on some semantic stuff right now. Um, sorry, somatic. And I probably will be looking for some beta testers for something that I really want to do uh, to see if it works out well. So keep an eye out for that. And I have a flash sale that's going to be happening this week where you, if you've been wanting to kind of start your own side business, start your own side hustle, and you want to get a reading all in one so you can be set for 2024, then this is uh, the perfect flash sale for you. I think I'm going to put it at 700 Canadian. And I think, I don't know what that is. I think that's just under $600 US. And with that, you'll learn all of the tips that you need to start a business. You'll have a human design reading and you get the human design align and elevate course. So you can become a human design reader and that can be your focus and starting point in 2024 if that's what you want. Um, yeah, that is all I got for you. And um, follow me on Instagram by Felicia Baird, TikTok by Felicia Baird. And I... Oh, rate and review this podcast, guys. If you are loving this podcast, if you're happy this podcast is back, if you just found it, give me some five stars. Let's uh, let's let Apple Podcasts know that I'm cool and we're vibing and we want to stick around and maybe get on the charts more. So that's all I got. Okay, love you guys. I hope you guys all have an amazing week and I will talk to you next week and let me know if you want me to break these up further. Bye, have a good one.